welcome into the Solar Insights Podcast. My name is Eric Starr. we got Dwayne Rinkin here of Arizona Republic to talk about this exciting summer season so far. How's it going, Dwayne? It's going good. How are you, how are you doing? Very good. Excited that the suns are back. It makes uh, me very happy. Makes my days pretty fun here. Um, why don't we tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got your start there, and then we'll talk about the games that happened so far. Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to bore people, but just <laughs> really quick, uh, the previous job I had was I was covering I was a columnist, actually, and I was uh, mainly focused with Auburn and Alabama football, which is, uh, they're pretty rabid about, uh, football in the state. So, uh, so there was a lot of, uh, eyes and ears on what you did or what you said. So, um, followed that out the Alabama, you know, uh, national champions consistently in the mix to win national title. And, uh, obviously done that quite a bit on the mix stadium. So there was a lot of, uh, hype around that, a lot of attention towards that. But before that, I was in Erie, Pennsylvania, and actually had a chance to, the irony that I'm on this and they're playing, the Suns are playing the Lakers, and I used to go to Cavs games a lot and cover uh, LeBron's first run in Cleveland, and I was there through the, through the playoff years and when they went to the finals. So, uh, did a lot of those games. I wasn't a beat writer per se, but, uh, covered a lot of the games and covered the playoff games, uh, exclusively. So, um, Erie's like two hours from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So, so it always, you know, it always made sense to go there to see them play. Yeah. So, uh, so did that, and uh, how I got on the Phoenix was just, you know, uh, this is an opportunity to get met. Uh, owned a lot of paper that's with the USA Today Network, and mm-hmm. I worked for a Gannett paper, and uh, the Arizona Republic for the Gannett paper, and, and so you know, had, had a conversation and started talking about it, and uh, I'm here. There you go, pretty natural there. I'm glad to have you on board, Arizona Republic. Love uh, the uh, people that have been before you and can't wait to see what you do, and it'll be pretty fun. Um, so the Suns have had an interesting offseason. They get the number one pick. They do some cool things. What did you think about coming in to see when you first took a look at the team and the roster that they've that they've uh, come into and uh, before the season even started? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, you just started off with, with DeAndre Ayton, the number one overall pick, so you knew that, uh, you know, he's obviously very talented. So that that, that jumped off the board. Uh, I saw Booker actually in college mm-hmm. for one year, uh, SEC uh, tournaments on play there. So I knew about him. Uh, I saw Bridges in college, uh, covered a game when they played in the NCAA tournament against Alabama. So uh, he caught fire in the second half of that game. So I had obviously watched the games, uh, some of the games that they played on television because those know was one of the better teams. So I, I knew about the younger guys. Uh, obviously uh, knew about uh, Chandler and, and then the addition of Ariza and had seen Anderson play. And, and so uh, you know, following following the league, um, you know, from from afar, you know, saw saw a lot of those guys before they even got to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So, so just a matter of just looking over the roster, saw Josh Jackson in college. Uh, so, you know, just a matter of you knew that they had put some pieces together. And T.J. Warren, uh, NC State, mm-hmm. uh, obviously knew he could get buckets. So, uh, just a matter of you know. So I knew that, and then had a, had a, had a good feel for that. Looked at the roster before I took the job, and kind of okay. Well, I've seen that guy. I know I've, I know that guy. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I'm not. You know, what they, what they've been able to put together, uh, I know that, you know, people in Phoenix are excited about it. Uh, the point guard obviously was glaring. 
not having one, not proving one anyway, and, you know, saw a laundry list of guys they went after and weren't able to bring in. But, uh, you know, you obviously got to make what to do. And they tried to do that with multiple ball handlers and trying to, uh, and that, that, that can work for you and against you. I mean, you, you know, so I, I knew that not having a point guard would be a, would be a problem. But then you thought, okay, well, maybe they can make up for it. And you figure Booker was going to play the lead guard uh, anyway, uh, because obviously he's the most, uh, he's the best offensive player on the team. So they're on the, and being a perimeter guy, uh, being able to create his own shot, you figure you know, he could probably get create for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, so I could sort of visualize all that before they even play the game. And then after now they play three games, I got a better idea of what, uh, what will be possible, but will be a struggle. How many wins do you think they would have before the season started? Or by the How end? Win? Yeah. I, I didn't really think about okay. it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't really. I mean, <laughs> the team that's this, um, lacking in proven talent um, in the league, it's hard to really gauge it for sure. So that first game we had, it was uh, Suns Mavericks. Um, Suns won 121 to 100. Uh, just for those who are listening and don't know. Um, they came in, the Suns were up most of the game. I think they whittled it down to about two, a lead of two with about five minutes to go. Then Booker just went off, hit a three, hit another three, hit an and one. Then Josh Jackson hits a couple threes and they push it and they go to 121. That was a game on ESPN for the slate because it was, uh, Luka Doncic and DeAndre Ayton, uh, first debut games in the NBA. So it was a very, uh, marquee matchup. Um, some really interesting stuff. What did you take away from that game, Dwayne? Well, it's just, you know, I mean, to me, Booker is obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, six for six in the fourth quarter, four for four from three. Um, coming off the hand injury mm-hmm. and to shoot it like that, uh, spoke a lot about the work that he put in to get back. Mm-hmm. And then the work he put in before he got hurt, mm-hmm. um, which he talked about a lot. But just, you know, everybody was hit. Yeah. Uh, he hit five threes. Uh, Jackson hit three for four. TJ Warren, three for four. Uh, I mean, everybody was hitting shots, and yeah. Aiden was, was getting all the boards uh, towards the end of the game. So, uh, you know, they shouldn't have been in that position. They all, all the players said that, that they had to get a you know a, a 19 point fourth quarter from Devin Booker, but uh, you know it ended up happening. So that was a obviously a very good start. Uh, ESPN, uh, Mark Jackson in the building, and then to have him perform like that. Uh, in the clutch, uh, that, was, that was a good start for him. No, that's no question. About yeah, that. good start. And Devin Booker also was battling a foul trouble. He had gotten four fouls early there, and then right. did pick another one. Had it was a plus twenty-two for the game in only thirty-three minutes, thirty-five points. Um, so it was very good there. Um, one thing, I mean, I think you might, might see it on my Twitter or something. I've been freaking out about T.J. Warren's ability to hit the shot. Now I have a basketball player development business as well, and I can't believe I've never in my life seen someone change their shot that much so fast. It was, it was hopeless almost last year, even into the off season. It seemed like, and I didn't really see, I guess, enough of summer or not season playing summer league, but enough of the uh, preseason to see. I thought it's, it was pretty much the same. But watching his games, it's fluid. He's able to hit them. He feels it feels like maybe it's not actually true in terms in the aggregate, but he's almost hit as many threes in three games as he has most of last year. Probably right. not completely accurate, but it's it's. It's incredible. I but I just can't believe that that's actually a thing that happened. It was we almost had given up threes. on him. He had eight threes. He had eight threes already, and he had twenty 
Oh my goodness! Uh, last year, that's, see, that's so, incredible. Uh, because we almost give it up on him because he couldn't play defense and he couldn't hit threes. It's like, well, I know you you can get buckets. Like people say that about him all the time, and he's such a natural scorer in the mid range and around the basket. But if you can't hit threes or play defense in this league, it's really hard to stick. Um, but he seems like he can stick now. If he hits this, even on and he's hitting a ridiculous amount percentage on the season right now, and it's gonna yeah, it's gonna regress. It's, yeah, fifty seven percent for somebody who can't hit it. He's gonna he's gonna get back to maybe thirty five. But if he gets a thirty five, that's a that's a usable player. If he gets thirty five percent on threes for the season, that's a very usable player. So I'm very excited about that development. Um, what did you see? So then, then the other two games. Let me let me go to the other two games here. They go play the Nuggets, and Jokic has an absolutely ridiculous game. He, I think he is. Let me. I'm looking it up right now. I think he has 33, 12 and 11. 35, 12, 11, without missing a shot or having yeah. a turnover. Right. You almost aren't going to win no matter what. Oh, he, yeah. He missed one free throw. Like, that's his only problem. Like I don't even know even if the Suns were a better team that you could beat Jokic on such low use. I mean, he didn't have usage. You, if you watch that game, his usage felt really low. I mean, Jamal Murray was the one on fire and kind of doing it, and he just was kind of in the flow of the offense, just knocking, not missing. So it's kind of, what do you take away from that game? Well, he got it started. I mean, I hear what you're saying with Murray, but Jokic got it started. Yeah, he I mean, went at Aiden and yeah. uh, took him outside. Uh, he, he he got the game going for Denver. The Denver set off for that and got to start getting out of transition. The Denver scored 33 fast break points. Yeah, yeah you, you just you just not going to. I mean, if, if you can't, if you have an issues with, with with the big fella, and then you're not stopping transition, then you know you're not going to win that game, particularly yeah. at Denver. So they, yeah, and Denver Denver's a very good team. I mean, let, let's let's not let's not kid ourselves. Let's say they didn't make the playoffs. There's a whole lot of teams. There's teams in the West that haven't made the playoffs the last two or three years. That if they were in the East, they would have. Made a deep run in the playoffs, and, mm-hmm. and Denver, Denver's, Denver's got players. You know, they're starting five. You put, you know, with Will out there, with Barton, uh, they're just, they're just as good as any starting five in the league. Yeah, and, he, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they lost. The Suns lost ninety-one to one nineteen. Uh, Barton did get injured in there. It sounds like it's a hip. He might be out for several weeks, um, but yeah. he he'll be fine. They'll be they'll be fine without him in a sense. Although their depth isn't amazing at that position. Right, um, right. But they, I mean, they're, they lost, they lost the Timberwolves on the last game of the season last year to make the playoffs. And they will probably, oh, they're, they're almost certainly going to make the playoffs this year, I assume, right? Don't you think so? Well, I would think so. I mean, but then again, you know, the injury, injuries, you know, affected them last year. So, you know, you don't have, you don't have this going to affect them. But, yeah. but, uh, but that was a, uh, you know, when you beat a team by 28, you know, home opener. Uh, you know, they, they, they came to play and then, and then the next night, uh, the, uh, Golden State wasn't on, completely on top of the game, mm-hmm. but Denver still won the game. So, Denver's for real, I believe. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll maybe be the fourth seed or something like that. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, the Warriors have not been shooting great this, this, uh, so far this year. Um, that's, so we'll go out. So then the Suns lose that. The problems there, as we kind of mentioned a little bit, are defensive uh, transition is really bad for the Suns this year so far. Um, they're just trying to get – I mean, they have, I think it's nine new players, so it kind of – in one sense, it makes sense. But they have veterans now, so it'll it'll turn around. Um, we're noticing that uh, Bender, while we thought he would be very promising, is turning out to not be as promising. And Mikhail Bridges seems very, very good. Well, 
Bender is, is, you know, we know Bender can shoot, but, mm-hmm. you know, Kakasko, he wants more than that. You know, he wants, he wants him to be a president inside. He wants him to be uh, a rebounder. He, he wants things that are, are, have usually been asked of guys seven feet. Mm-hmm. And so that's some of the things he's looking for. And, and, if, and if Bender doesn't get that, um, then it's going to be hard for him to get on the floor. Yeah. Uh, because that's what he that's, that's what he wants out of out of out of bigs uh, defending, you know, yeah. not just shooting. And so I think that you know, Bender Bender starts showing that in practice. I think you'll see him get back out on the court. But until then, it's going to be hard for him to get to, to to get minutes. And then Bridges is just, you know, he's a guy that just it's just a matter of time in terms of him getting 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 the minutes that he probably uh, should be getting. It's going to take a while because again, you look at his position. This vets at his position, so you know it's like okay, you play him at a three, okay, that's that's a reason. Uh, you and now you got Warren. You know Warren's playing well, so it's really like well. where do you find the time for him to get on the court? And so yeah. that 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 that's what coaches got to figure out. He's got to figure out. He even talked about it today. He's like, well, you know, I got to figure it out. I got to figure out, you know, the bridges minutes. And now you got Jamal Crawford. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to figure out how to play him more. Or where do I play him? Uh, so there, there's a lot of figuring. You just said nine new players. A lot of figuring out to do. And uh, it, what you're seeing with from Phoenix through three games, uh, you got to ask yourself, are we going to still see that through 20 games? Mm-hmm. Because by then they should have all, they should have all that figured out. Yeah. They, so the funny thing is, people are people get upset. They want development. So Reza and Anderson starting seems annoying to some people. I think. Um, but the thing is, you have to see if they're on fire or not. If they're on fire, you're going to do really well in that game, and you won't have to worry about it. But if they aren't, then you can switch to any of the young guys, see if they can give you a spark. Uh, I just, I mean, if they suck again by late January, then yeah, I'm pretty sure Anderson and Reza are not going to start anymore. But until then, until you see that you're just going to be really bad again, if they are, then you you got to start the veterans who know where to be, know how to lead. So, and also about the, you mentioned Jamal Crawford. I like that he has not really barely taken any shots so far this year. He's just trying to facilitate and teach a little bit. I really appreciate that about about what he's doing right now. Um, Keenan's doing his best. He is he's making more shots than I thought he was going to, but he's not like hogging the ball. He's really running Kakashkov's system. I like that um, from the offense. I don't know if you. I'll just tell you. Um, I mean, I remember years where Archie Goodwin was the only point guard for a couple weeks on the Sun, and Obviously, when they had all the, the plethora of point guards, it was good. But having a system, there, there's no chaos. There's, while they may not be playing well, they may be a little bit stifled on offense sometimes. They're never, they're always organized, which I really appreciate. I have not seen that since Nash, pretty much, 2010. They're always organized now? Is that what you Yeah, they're, all, yeah they're organized now with Sikoskov. He's a stickler. He, he wants things a certain way. He he, he demands um, all players, a lot of the players have talked about him being very detail-oriented. So, mm-hmm. you know, he demands a lot. Uh, he he pushes guys. Uh, and that's why you see, uh, you know, I mean, going back to Bender, that, that's part of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, he he, uh, he has to, he wants people to be able to do more. He talked about T.J. Warren. He's like, hey, you know, he can do he can do more. Uh, Devin Booker. He's talking about his defense. Hey, he can defend better. So he's challenging guys, and then you know, 
that that that's what you want. That that's how you get better. If you just rely on what you're good at and don't work on what you're not so good at, then you're going to stay where you are. And if you're staying where they are, that's not going to be good for uh, the franchise. So yeah. yeah, he's challenging guys, and so that 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 that's what that's how you get better. That's yeah, how from, you get better. From what you're seeing, how good do you think Devin Booker and Aiton could be on defense? Well, Aiton, Aiton this year is pick and roll. He's just just got it, you know. It's just you know, it's a matter of uh, how, how to read it, and then also the, the guard just can't just allow the, the point guard or whoever's running the pick and roll just to have his clear path to the basket. So that's mm-hmm. putting Aiton in a bad spot. Pick and roll defense is not just on the big guy; it's on the guy that's guarding. So they got to be connected. And and Aiden has got to be able to get his body on uh, the big uh, that's that, that's rolling uh, enough to deter the pass. Because mm. if the guy sees the lane, sort of the the, the path clear, he just can just throw it up, and these guys are athletic enough to go get it. So that's so obviously that's part of Aiden's end. But on the other end, you know, slow down the dribble. If the dribble with the dude coming full full board, it's like okay, well. Aiden's like, what do I do? And he's going to react to the guy coming at a certain speed. And then, okay, well, that guy, oh, okay, I see. You can left my man open. I'm going to just throw it up for the, for the line. So pick and roll with that part. De- Devin is more of just, you know, you, you just got to get better. I mean, the freedom of movement, the point of emphasis is huge. And and you just can't, you can't just rest your hand on guys. They're going to call a foul. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got to be able to adjust. And I, and I think that that's, Part of it for him, but part of it also is, you know, just just got to get better. Got to understand uh, that that guys are going to go at him because hey, look, how did you stop a score? Get him on the bench. So you know, okay, let's go at Devin Booker. Let's draw a foul, and then Devin's reaction to fouls isn't helping either because now you become the referee looks at you and says, oh, okay. You know, this, you know, this, this, you know, he, he, he's gonna, you know, it's just a missile. The ref now may be looking at you harder if, if he sees that you're reacting the same way. You don't know what triggers the referee to do what he does. Yeah. Or what she does. So you gotta just, okay, you get called for a foul. All right, fine. Move on. Don't, you know, he, he may feel like, hey, I didn't touch the guy. Hey, I didn't do anything. And he does he have a right to throw that way? Absolutely. But can't always show it. Mm-hmm. Because then you start to build a rep. And that doesn't affect you as far as uh, how the refs view you and how the refs call games when you're playing. Yeah. So tur- turning forward to the Warriors game that they played, they lost uh, 123 to 103. Um, they were down much of the game for by huge stretches. They were stretches. down 30. 30. Yeah. I mean, it was it was ridiculous because they, they gave up so many transition points early. Uh, Damon Jones, the <laughs> I think he's a rookie, right? I mean, for the Warriors, barely. I mean, he's just their center that is playing those minutes there when Draymond's not at center. And just got alley oops. Durant got a bunch of alley oops, bunch of transition baskets. I mean, Durant had 22 points in 26 minutes and barely had to play. Curry played the right. most, 29 points, and it, it just was not even close. And then you see, I think it was the early fourth quarter. They were making a little bit of a run, and Curry hit a bunch of threes in a row and said, "Ah, we're going to close the door on this. So I can go sit down." Um, so it was an interesting thing there. We need to work. They need to work on that. Like you said, Aiton needs to work on not letting the guy get behind him for the alley oop as well. But you can see with Aiton that he can move. Like you see, I come, saw him coming up on some uh, some pick and roll defense there, and he can really move to force such a big guy. And Devin, I, from the tension his on his defense, I think 
it's like, okay, so how much is him reserving energy for offense and how much of it is him not recognizing? He looks faster on offense this year, but just as slow on defense, which is not good. Um, obviously, he can make the buckets, but he needs to be able to really be able to react better. And I think you might have mentioned or someone, he, he mentioned it, Ethan mentioned it, it needs to be able to re, into, like, act on it instead of react to the defense and no, anticipate it. So it's really interesting to see that. What did you pick up from the Warriors game? Oh, I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, Golden State, they, they got out and ran. They had 15 fast break points in the first quarter. Uh, Damian Jones was, 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 was beating down the floor. Uh, that can't happen. Uh, it just can't. And Damian Jones had nine points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Can't happen. You, 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 you just, you know, if, if you're Phoenix, that can't happen. Uh, because if, if Damian Jones is scoring, well, you know the other guys are going to eventually get it going. Yeah. And that's basically what happened. Uh, you know, Clay, uh, still a little, still hitting like three, and then it's just usual clip, but he got his mid-range game going. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but if you're scoring in transition and Kevin Durant getting a lot of dunks, I mean, so you're making the game easier for a team that doesn't need it to be made easier. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, 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 that's what I took from it. It's just, okay, you, you're losing on the effort hustle end. You're already down on the skill end. Yeah. You can't allow that the other end to, to, to beat you as well. And so that's, that's, that's where, that's where they were. I mean, you know, Warren played, really played great. 27. You know, Booker, he's going to get his because that's just, he, he, he just, he just finds ways to score. Uh, so that's, so, so, you know, you had that going, but there was, there was, at one point, I believe that Warren had 22 and, and I forgot, I, I think Booker had 23. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the team had 28. So, yeah, it was not good. so, so you're, so you're looking at that and you're like, okay, well, you gotta wonder what's going on with the, uh, with the other guys. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's trying to figure out the offense. It's trying to see who should be where. It's trying to, you know, you know, Booker, when he's running the point, it's more pick and roll, uh, you know, screen and roll. And it's like, okay, well, you know, guys can read that. Uh, it's just an easier offense to defend, uh, if they were running the offense that they have ran, as you saw against Dallas, where it was ball movement, player movement, guys driving and kicking, moving. Uh, you put Booker in that. And they run it that way. Uh, you got a totally different team to defend because now you know uh, Warren is obviously a threat now. Uh, Reason is obviously capable. Ryan Anderson's capable. So Golden State was running Ryan Anderson out for the three-point line. Okay, we're gonna make you dribble. All right. Well, if it's if it's within the offense, that's great. But if it's all pick and roll, and then Ryan's out there iso or by himself, okay, and they forcing him to dribble. Now it's it's like, uh-oh, you know, he, 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 it, it doesn't bode well for him on a consistent basis. Can mm-hmm. he do it? Yes, but do you want him yeah. doing it? No. When you, when so, he went they, they got a lot going. They got a lot going that they got to – but, again, you played the best team. Yeah. So if so, so you have to take from that, all right, uh, what can we do uh, better? And when you play someone that, 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 that you should beat, uh, then you should look like you looked against Dallas. Yeah. So I, I was definitely um, encouraged by how these first two games have gone. One, because they made runs against, 
decent runs against still the good players in both the Nuggets and the Warriors games. I mean, you, we expect the war, both of the last two the losses to be against solid playoff teams, but the other one not so much. So I, I, I can't wait to see them play a Kings, a, a the Lakers tonight. Um, so before we get to the Lakers game, though, I want I have a question from Twitter here. Alessandro Cozy said, who do you expect to improve the most after the first three performances? I'm looking at the question. Too. Oh, you do? Oh, you're um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do, you, who do I expect to improve the most after the first three performances? The most. That's a good question. I, just just looking at it, who I, who I would think would improve the most would be uh, someone like Kanan. Uh, someone, you know, because he's got, he's got the, he's got more room to improve, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the game against Golden, against Golden State, you know, that, that was, that was rough. Yeah. Uh, that was a rough night. So, uh, I mean, he, he would be one, um, you know, uh, looking at Bridges, uh, Bridges, he's got room to grow just because he's a rookie. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got room to grow. Uh, you know, Jackson um, had a great first game as far as scoring, mm-hmm. but uh, obviously he struggled putting the ball in all the last two games. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I don't know if I think there's a lot of candidates. There's a lot of candidates. I think it's because I mean we see that it's literally like for for Bridges. I think it's opportunity. Once he gets opportunity, he'll show it. For Aiton, he's going to get the opportunity. Obviously, he is getting it. And I see him, well, he's going to be improving his, his recognition of things. And it's just going to, we're going to see it by late December, him going to be actually having the games. And I think tonight's going to be a big game for him. Because basically, he's a gradual, I think. Gradual? I think it's gradual. I think, yeah. I think, by, the, I think by mid-season, you'll see yeah. the leap come. Um, his, his, his growth is, Right now, what his games are consisting of, okay, I learned from that. I learned from that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 okay, I'm going to recognize this next time. I'm going to recognize that next time. So that's gradual. That's, that's not an immediate jump. That's, yeah. He's going to have a game like, he, you know, he finished with 20 and 14 in this goal state, but it wasn't impactful. The 18 yeah. and 10 he had against Dallas was. Yeah. So you can look at the numbers and go, okay, well, he had 20 and 14, but that didn't really impact the game. So it's a matter of gradual for him more so than, at least to me, than it is, than, than it is of, of, of all of a sudden, like, wow, he's going to go from zip to zip now. You, 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 uh, you know, when the all-star break is over, uh, when you get back from that, that's when you should see the, the, the leaps and bounds where you're like, wow, okay, he didn't do that in uh, November. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I, he, like you mentioned, he had 20, 14, and 5, in the Warriors game, which is kind of incredible as the Suns, someone who's been covering the Suns for a long time here. We haven't had any, a big like that since Amari Sotomayor and a center like that probably since I've been alive, which means it's kind of incredible to see, just see someone able to get those rebounds and box people out, although we need to work on boxing people out because he does the effort or the positioning. As people were mentioning on Twitter during the game, he probably was so used to just dominating and just catching it instead of having to actually use technique to make that happen. Um, but the other part of the question is, um, do you think Warren will continue to play out of his mind, or is it a fluke? Um, do you want us to answer that first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, 
he definitely worked on his shot. He even talked about it. Like he was just saying that they used to land a certain way when he when he shot it, and they, they used to kick his feet a lot when he shot it. And then now he's just going straight up and down. So if you believe in putting the time in, he said he got 300 to 500 shots a day in the offseason. If you believe in that that you know, practice makes perfect, if you believe in that, then you you got to be got to think that he'll keep at least shooting. Uh, you know, at, at, at a measurable clip, and so uh, I, I don't, I don't think it's a fluke. I think it's, I think what he's done, he's figured out the offense and how to flourish in it. Uh, other guys haven't, and so I think he went, you know, as far as his catch and shoot. You're talking about a guy that would get range, get 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 you off the dribble, draw fouls, that player. Now he's only taking four free throws in three games. He he's adjusted his game to the offense to where it's hey, if I'm open and they throw a thing they can play for, I'm shooting it. And so he out of all the guys on this team, as far as figuring out the offense, he's at the top of the list. And that's why he's shooting so high of a position of fifty eight percent. Yeah. Overall. So with that with that I want to show that I pull up the numbers. So to answer his question, really, the, I think the play is sustainable. He's only averaging 0.4 more points per game than he did last year. But his three-point percentage is triple what it usually is. Right, it was 22% so, last year. 22% yeah. last year, 57% right now. So obviously it's not going to – I mean, he's not – he's not Steph Curry. Not Steph Curry doesn't even shoot 57% from three. No one does. Well, let me ask you this. If, if you look – if you're looking at 57%, what do you think he is as far as three-point shoot? By the end of the mm-hmm. year? No, in the league right now. Right what now, he, what, what do you think he is? As far as among everybody in the league, what do you think he's? At? I looked it up last night. But I'm, oh, I need to. You know, I'm going to guess, and then I'll look it up. Um, did you already look it up? So you already know it. Um, I'd say he. Oh, in terms of percentage, he's got to be like second or something. No, he like he. he there are guys that are shooting six. Oh, like Miritich. Okay. Fifty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking about guys. Just, just guys. There are guys that are shooting at a, such a high rate that he, you know, he, he's not, he, he's not in the upper. Yeah, he, sample size. A, he, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is he's not exactly shooting, a, a, he's shooting well, but the league guys the league are is shooting true. better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only a 3 cm sample size, so obviously it's going to come down. We, I mean, anybody knows statistical analysis in the NBA over a while, no. 57%, I mean, Curry is usually at like 42 or something like that percent for the for the year, but he should right. have such a, also the volume's impressive because he was attempting 1.5, 1.5, 1.4, now he's averaging 4.7, so he's tripled his, his output of threes because he, we're confident in making them, and that is really impressive too, to really spread the floor so that Asian and Booker can work in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I mean, looking at, like, for example, uh, uh, Big fella in Indiana, Borgia. Uh He he, is, you know, he's ten of thirteen from three. Whew. You know, he's shooting seventy six percent. So so I mean, you you got guys. I mean, the uh, Middleton in Milwaukee. He's eight for fifteen. He's shooting sixty five percent. So you know, Blake Griffin, six yeah. of eleven. He's that's, shooting sixty one percent. And that's Blake Griffin, whose shot is ugly. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Lowry, he's 15 of 26. 
That's, he shooting fifty seven percent. And so Warren's right behind him. Now some of yeah. these guys don't qualify, they don't even take a you know, four threes or whatever, <laughs> whatever. But I just named four guys that have hit double digit threes. Who aren't even good three point shooters. <laughs> right. Right. And that's just yeah. a higher percentage. So so the numbers up. Garrett Temple in Memphis, yeah. he's ten of eighteen. Fifty five percent. So the number's higher. Yeah. So that that's not to say that because he's not going to shoot 57% for the rest of the year. And some of these numbers are going to drop. And I'm just saying because of the freedom of movement, can't touch guys, can't put your hands on them, even if they're just standing there, guys have more move freedom to move around. And it's the NBA. If, yeah. if the guy is open, hey, good chance of going in. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm excited, just excited because he's at 20%, which is unusable from three. And he's probably going to settle at thirty five percent, which is it's over. It's like a twelve percent increase, which is just crazy. It's just crazy. It's a twenty percent increase on uh, his three point percentage, which is just really good. So that's good. Well, let's talk about the the Lakers game tonight. I think Asians going to have a big game, be an impactful game because he got to go against Javale. As long as and then if and if it's not Javale, it's going to be like Kuzma or something. So and Kuzma is good on offense, but his defense is lacking. So I think Asians should have a good game. What do you think about tonight's game? Well, then again, it's 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 about you know it's about LeBron. Yep. <laughs> can can they can 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 Phoenix you know make sure that that that, that he doesn't impact the game beyond scoring? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, and that's what it's always been with LeBron. You know, can you can you can you keep him from getting you know Kuzma ball? You know, and of course it'll be interesting tonight because no Rondo, uh, no Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, obviously those 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 are those are guys that can, that if they were here, then you're looking at a totally you're looking at a different team. But it, it's, all, it's all about LeBron. Yeah, and I think they this... keep LeBron from 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 making an impact on the game. And on the other end, you know, can Phoenix, you know, LA wants to get out and run. Can Phoenix? And again, the the transition defense is one thing. Oh. Which which has been well documented. But the other part of that is taking shots within the framework of the offense or the floor balance of that. So if you do miss, you can get back. But if they're taking wild shots and it's just coming off crazy and and you're giving LeBron full head of steam and, and, you know, to to do whatever he wants, then it's going to be a little night. Yeah, I'm thinking that the uh, the strategy almost is to. Lock down Kuzma, let LeBron go for 50, but only on, well, obviously try to stop him, but, yeah, no, but no, don't get in foul trouble. Don't get, don't, <laughs> but, but if he's scoring 50 and no one else really scores, then it's, you're going to win the game. But, but if he uh, scores 50, then that means that you're not playing any defense. That's true. Uh, yeah, so if, you better lock down Jackson's Kuzma. Jackson's probably going to try. Josh Jackson will, will draw an assignment, a reasonable probably guardage though. Yeah. And, but but all, but all they can do they hey, they can just set a screen and switch and then yeah. get the matchup that LeBron wants. I just want I just want no foul trouble today. That's what I want. You want who? No foul trouble on the. Oh screen. well, you know you asking it's not Christmas yet. So <laughs> you're, 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 you're asking for a lot and you're saying no foul trouble because like I said, it's the freedom of movement. They're blowing the whistle. Games are longer than probably what they should be yeah. because fouls are being called if you go through Phoenix. And, First four games, I mean, look at the, the fouls. 22 fouls against Dallas. 
let's look at Golden State. 24, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 21 fouls against Golden State. Man. Let's look at Denver. How many fouls they get called for? 26. Whew. Hey, fouls are being called. All so, the time. If, 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 that, that, that's a great wish for you. And I wish you luck in that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it'll be a interesting game to see. If they don't get caught for as many fouls, then, you know, it's, it's a totally different situation. Yeah, I think it'll be a good barometer for the Suns to see, okay, you beat the Mavs by a bunch, somewhat of a fluky game because you made so many threes, you lose pretty um, heartily to both, to two big playoff teams. Now, okay, let's, can you play a team that's on your level-ish? And see uh, what you can do with them. Right, right. It'll be a good game. It'll be fun. Well, really good to meet you, Dwayne. Here, uh, why don't you plug uh, what you got going on, and then we'll get out of here. Well, right now I'm just working on a just a little short story before the, before the game mm-hmm. to you know give people an idea of what the players are saying. Uh, shoot around, and, and the coaches, coach uh, coach Igor was basically saying, "Hey, look, you know, everyone's talking about Lakers trying to find an identity, but we know what their identity is." It's LeBron James. So, uh, <laughs> that's great. So, 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 so that's, that, 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 that's where I'm at right now. I'm getting ready to put that out here in a little bit. So, very so, good. Uh, why don't you, uh, what's your Twitter handle? It's Dwayne Rankin, D U A N E, capital R A N K I N, and uh, fairly simple. Fairly yes, simple. Go follow him. Um, definitely check out all the stuff at the Arizona Republic there. My uh, Twitter is at Eric underscore SAR, E R I C underscore S A A R. Um, my podcast is solarinsights.net, as well as my other businesses, uh, slingshotmediaconsulting.com and elitehoopsdevelopment.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks again, Dwayne, uh, and have a great day, everybody. No problem.